Isaiah 54 verse 17. Is there anybody who doesn't know this by heart? <laughs> Most of you might know. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is a very powerful verse. This is a verse that reminds us that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. In other words, it reminds us of the protection, of the protection we have in God. Psalm 91, a famous psalm, reminds us this, that a thousand may fall at one side and a ten thousand on the other side, but nothing will come near us because who is there for us? God. God is our shelter and He is our refuge. We have to understand, you know, as Christians, as people who pursue the Lord, we always have this protection in Christ. That is greater than anything that we could ever imagine. We have this protection and guidance in our life that others who do not believe in God may fail to have. When the enemy tries to target us, when he tries to destroy or cause trouble in our lives, the Bible reminds us that he can never destroy us because no matter what he does, who is there for us? God is there for us. And I was just thinking about this. I was just thinking about this. You know, if we can get a glimpse, if we can just catch a glimpse of how God protects us, our minds will be blown away. If we can see our life through God's lens of protection or God's eyes of protection, the way we think of our life will completely change. If we can get a glimpse of how God shields his children from the works of the enemy, I tell you, the way that we worship him will totally change. You have to understand there is protection for us. There is victory for us as God's children for those who are in Christ. Amen. But oftentimes, you know, you may look at your life and you may not feel all that victorious. It's like, okay, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But sometimes I feel like every weapon that is coming against me is prospering. <laughs> Ever been there? Ever had that feeling? Sometimes we look at this verse and say, okay, I know what the Bible says. Yes, this is what the Bible says. There's a word for me. But then I feel like I'm being attacked. I feel like I'm being beaten down by the circumstance. Every time I take a step to progress in life or make a move ahead in life, I'm being pulled back 10 steps. Sometimes we may feel torn apart and confused living without peace in our own life. You see, one of the most popular weapons that the enemy uses today is this weapon called doubt. I heard the story of this uh, very famous songwriter who wrote some of the very familiar songs that we sing in church. He posted this, this, this last week saying, I'm losing my faith. I'm losing my faith. The biggest weapon that the enemy uses against God's children is the weapon of doubt. He will put, you know, doubts in us like, does God exist? Is, is the resurrection real? Why is there so much of evil in the world if there is a good God? And many in our age group, many in our generation fall prey to such thoughts. The weapons of the enemy sometimes may feel like it's prospering against us. And we wonder why, Lord, there is a word that says it won't prosper. But when I look at my life, I feel like the enemy has an upper hand on me. We look at the life of the disciples in the New Testament. They're going through a very similar situation. If you turn with me to Matthew chapter 17, what happens there is that the disciples try to cast out a demon. What do they do? They try to cast out this demon. It doesn't work. Just imagine these guys were walking with the Messiah. 
what better person they can walk with in life. But they could not cast out a demon. There's a man who comes with a, with a son who had epilepsy and seizures and he comes to the Lord saying, Lord, have mercy on my son for he's epileptic, suffers severely. He often falls into the fire and often into water. I'm reading Matthew chapter 17 verse 15. And verse 16 he says like this, so I brought him to your disciples but they could not cure him. What is the state of the disciples? They could not cure this man this man's son who was possessed with an evil spirit. See, there were times in the life of disciples before that they were able to heal, cast out demons. They were able to heal the sick, do wonders. But there comes a time in their life when they feel like they're defeated. They're not able to do the very things that they were given the authority to do. A question like this may often fill up our heart. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. But then we see something is still happening in our life. Addiction is still holding our life down. Negative thoughts are still holding us down. Confusions are still holding us down. All these things are destroying our mind every single day. As we look at the disciples, they're going through a very similar situation. And Jesus gives them a solution. He talks to them about why they were not able to do this. Amen. So now I'm getting into the main part of my text. I shared Isaiah 54:17 as an introduction, but I'm getting into the main part of my text. And at the end, I'll put those two together. Amen. Are you with me? Are you able to understand what I'm saying? Yes. So if you look at Matthew chapter 17, verse 19, the disciples come to Jesus. Disciples come to Jesus and ask him, Lord, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus tells them the reason, tells them the reason. Jesus said in verse 20, he said to them, because of your unbelief. If you have your pens or your notebooks, just write down that word saying, because of your unbelief. Now let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. The weapon that the enemy used against the disciples of Jesus was the weapon called unbelief. They tried to cast out a demon but it didn't work because of their unbelief. And there is a reason why this weapon called unbelief worked in their life. Jesus continues to talk about it. He goes on to say, for assuredly, in verse 20, Jesus says, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed. You see where Jesus is going? First he said, because of your unbelief. And then he goes on to say, if you have faith. The reason why the disciples of Jesus, listen carefully, the reason why the disciples of Jesus were not able to cast out this demon is because there was a lack of faith in their heart. The lack of faith led to unbelief and when the enemy came with this weapon called unbelief, he could destroy them. So Jesus says, the reason why you were not able to do this is because of unbelief and you had unbelief in your heart because there was a lack of faith. We, may we, may, we might feel defeated, open and vulnerable to attacks many times because our faith in God has grown weak. The moment our faith in God grows weak, we have to imagine we become like a city without walls. The moment our faith comes down, the moment we become weak in our faith, we become 
vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. But rather, at the same time, if the disciples had faith, they could have cast out this demon. Because they did not have faith, there was a room for unbelief to enter into their heart. The enemy came with unbelief and he was able to make them useless in that situation. The moment our faith grows weak, we become open and vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. Because when our faith leaves, what happens is fear and doubts come into our heart. Now we were singing this beautiful song, no, no longer slave to fear. Why? Because we are living a life of faith in Jesus Christ. You know, just singing the song doesn't mean that fear is going to leave our life. The moment faith leaves, fear comes. But the moment faith comes, fear steps out of our life. Fear steps out of our life. You know, as I was preparing the sermon yesterday, I was just working on it and I was reminded of the times of weak, or those weak moments in my ministry in Mangalore. I was just going back and thinking, you know, we were meeting at uh, uh, KTC in Sahodaya. We took up one of their halls, paying 6,000 rupees a month. And eventually we decided, okay, we have to move to a new place, have our own setup. We cannot keep moving stuff every week. And we decided to take out this place, rent out this place. And we believed God provided. We raised funds for it. Everything happened. We moved into this place. After I stepped into this place, this thought kept, came into my mind. How are you going to pay 24,000 rupees every month? You've jumped from 6,000 to 24,000. How are you going to pay? Even 6,000 you were struggling there. <laughs> 6,000 rupees you were struggling. How are you going to pay 24,000? And I tell you, this anxiety started taking a hold of my heart. And I tried many other means. Everything failed. Debt started piling up. Debt started piling up. Today as I look back, today as I look back, I realized that the reason why there was a failure at that point in ministry was not because God was not able to provide. It's because there was a lack in my faith. And because there was a lack in my faith, I was not able to see nor experience God's provision. God always had his way of providing, I tell you. God always provided. He, we were able to get into this place. place. That itself is a huge amount. And our monthly rent is a very small amount compared to that. And if God can do that, why can't he do that every month? And somewhere I failed to have that faith in him. And when that faith changed, fear came. Anxiety came. Debt started piling up. And things went in a different direction. And throughout the months, you know, God told me one thing. He said, listen carefully. Your faith has grown weak. Get back to where you were before. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the times I've let down my faith. I want to come back to you. And I tell you, God is faithful that he's providing every month. Every month for us to sustain in this place. There is still a debt from our, all our previous uh, uh, payments, but I believe God will somehow provide and take care of those needs. Amen. All we have to do is trust in Him, have this faith that is unshakable in Him. So what we see here is Jesus reminding the disciples saying that there was unbelief. The reason why there was unbelief in your heart is because you lacked faith. And because you lacked faith, the enemy was able to have a hold over your life. You've got to understand this church that the weapon of the enemy will not prevail against us if our faith and the trust in the Lord is strong. 
The weapon of the enemy will not work in our hearts, in our lives, in our minds if the faith and trust in our Lord is strong, and is very strong. And as, as we look at this passage, I want to get into this passage, we are running short of time. As we look at this passage, as we continue on to see verse 20, Jesus gives them a solution to their unbelief. And there are lessons we can learn and apply from this passage. Now Jesus tells them, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Now most of us know this verse by heart. What does it mean? What does it say? Faith as a mustard seed and you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. These words, if you have faith as a mustard seed, contains solution to their unbelief. And it even gives a solution to the doubts that we might have regarding God's call in our own life. Now when we read this verse, it may seem like a simple one. When we read this verse, it may seem like, okay, Jesus is saying faith like a mustard seed. And oftentimes we misunderstand this verse to mean faith that is as small as a mustard seed. We might think that if I have faith, a very small faith, I can move the mountains. No, Jesus is not talking about that kind of faith here. We have to understand it very carefully. Jesus is not talking about a little faith. In fact, mustard seed is not the smallest seed in the world. There are even smaller seeds. There was a reason why Jesus used mustard seed as an example of the way that we should have our faith. Amen? Are you ready? I want to speak about this more. So let's jump right into the verse. Verse 20 says like this, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. So Jesus gives this illustration to his disciples to explain how their faith should be. Now mustard seeds are very common in Israel, both in the time of Jesus and even today. And what would happen in those times is that Jewish rabbis, now Jesus was also a rabbi. One of the teaching methods of Jewish rabbis was walking and teaching. They would walk with their disciples for long distance, they'll keep walking and as they're walking they'll teach the disciples. You get it? As they're walking, they'll be teaching the disciples. And what would happen is that as they're walking, they will look at objects and use that as an illustration to make their point. Now picture this, what's happening is Jesus is going with his disciples and as he's walking and teaching them, he's telling them this, your faith should be like this mustard seed. In other words, he's using this plant that grows commonly in Israel to give an illustration of how their faith should be. Now we may wonder why, why a mustard plant? God should have said your faith should be like the teakwood tree or some oak tree or some big tree. But God is giving a very peculiar example. He's using the mustard seed as an example of our faith. Now if you look at the mustard seed, we will understand how our faith should be. So let's examine this. There are three main things. If you look at a mustard plant, it has three qualities. The mustard plants were known to be tough. A mustard plant is known to survive in any condition. Scholars say that a mustard plant that is growing near a highway, even when it's, even in the modern times when it's saturated by the fumes that come out of the vehicle, it still grows. It teaches us something, that the faith that we must possess like a mustard seed, 
Our faith should be a tough one. Understand this, Jesus is not talking about a small little bitty faith. He's talking about faith like a mustard seed, a mustard plant, which is the mustard plant has this quality that it's tough. It can survive anywhere. So what Jesus is reminding us is this, that you must possess a faith that is strong, that is tough, that will survive even in any situations, any circumstances. Oftentimes what happens is the quality of our faith changes based on where we are. If we are with a group of believers, we, are, we love the Lord. If we, if we are with a group of unbelievers, who is the Lord? <laughs> you know, a quality of our faith keeps shifting based on where we are. But the kind of faith that God wants us to have is a tough one that will remain alive even when we are with a group of friends who do not like Jesus. Even when we are with a group of friends who worship Jesus. God is talking about a faith that should be tough even in the most difficult situation. The most difficult situation. We see, we see an example of a tough faith in the life of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. What did these three men do? They were thrown into the fire. The, the king Nebuchadnezzar says, listen guys, if you, when, the, when the trumpet is blown, when the harp is played, when the flute is played, you better bow down to this idol that I've made. If not, I've prepared a, a nice table for you. <laughs> right inside the furnace. And look at what these people say. So let's turn to Daniel chapter 3. Verse 16, Daniel chapter 3 verse 16 says like this, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Verse 17, he says, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver out us from the burning fiery furnace. What do they say? They challenge the king. The king is saying, okay, listen, if you do not do this, I'm going to put you into the fire. And what, does, what, does the, what do these three men say? They said, we don't care about what you do. If you want to throw us into the furnace, throw us. He will deliver us. Look at the kind of faith these three men had. I was wondering, you know, what if we were in that situation? What if we were in the situation? Maybe, you know, somewhere cut corners, compromise a little. But you look at these three men, they possessed a faith that was tough. That even when there was a furnace that was burning before them, they didn't fear that because they believed that even in the midst of the fire, God will come down to save them. And you see what happens in the, as the story progresses, Nebuchadnezzar gets so angry in verse 19, he commanded that they heat the furnace seven more times. Even then, these three men did not take back their word. They were like, okay, you want to throw us into the fire? We're going to go right into the fire. Our God will deliver us. What was the end of the story? We, at the end of the story, we see there were not just three men when they went into the fire, but there was a fourth man, the Son of God, walking along with them. That was a faith that, that, that sort of shook Nebuchadnezzar. I can tell you, you know, if we have a faith that is tough like this mustard plant that can survive in any situation, I can tell you we can do the impossible. Oftentimes, you know, we desire to do the impossible for the Lord. We desire to do great things for the Lord. But then we fail to have this faith that is tough. A faith that can survive in any and every situation. 
The biggest reason why we are not able to live this victorious Christian life, live a successful life in the Lord, is because we have become people who go with the flow. Whatever people say, whatever opinion comes, we follow along. Rather, the Bible is teaching us we have to have a faith that is tough. That even in the midst of adversity, even when people mock us for being a Christian, even when people say, oh, you're not good enough, I don't know where you're from, you know, when they, when, they, when, they, when they throw criticism at you, even in that moment you have to say, my faith will never change no matter what you say. No matter what you criticize me, no matter what you mock about me, my faith will remain strong. The first quality of the plant we see is that it was tough, can survive in any situation, even when it's saturated by the pollution. This is true, even today. Even when it's saturated by the pollution of the vehicles, it still survives. Amen. God wants us to survive wherever He's called us. Wherever He has called us, He wants us to survive there. He wants our faith to be tough. The first thing that we see is that our faith has to be tough. The second thing is this. The second quality of the mustard plant is this. The mustard plant had a tenacious quality, which means this. It not just survived, but also flourished. Not just survived, but also flourished. This reminds us that our faith also has to be tenacious. In other words, we have to have this determined faith that when God has planted us in a certain place, when God has sent us to a certain place, we will not just survive, but we will flourish there. The question we have to ask ourselves is this, you know, most of us are from a different city. Most of us are from a different city. And I, and I believe that God has sent here to this place called Mangalore for a reason. I don't believe none of us are here by accident. And as we are here, we have to ask Lord, Am I living for you? Am I surviving for you? Or am I flourishing for you? I'm not talking about prosperity, material prosperity. That's, that's out of this. What I'm talking is successfully accomplishing God's will and purpose. Are we doing that? Or somehow are we just trying to, you know, pay the bills every month, get through the month, and somehow survive? The mustard seed had a quality that it'll flourish anywhere. You put it in a rocky place, without water, near the highway, it will not just survive, but also flourish. Jesus teaches us that our faith should be tenacious. In other words, we have to so, be so determined that we have to flourish in any and every situation. Amen. If you look at the ministry of John the Baptist, how, how long did it last? How long did it last? Two years? One year? Three months. It lasted literally for 90 days. But you look at the life of that man, it created a great impact. He was a man who not just survived, but flourished. He was a man who accomplished God's purpose. Whatever God had for him, he came, finished that and left this earth. You look at his life, he is baptizing people in the Jordan River and the Pharisees come. And what does he tell the Pharisees? What's up, bros? How, how are you doing? Come, please, take baptism. No, no. He says, hey, brood of vipers. Who told you to escape from the coming wrath? Wow. And these Pharisees had political powers. If they want, they would have put John the Baptist in the prison. He would be counting the bars there. 
But this John the Baptist was so bold for Christ, for the sake of God, that he didn't bother about what people say. You have to understand something. You know, if we are looking to survive, we will please people. Because some of you want to get through. But if you are looking to flourish, it doesn't matter what people think about you. As we look at this mustard seed, what Jesus teaches us is that our faith has to be tenacious, determined to flourish even in the most difficult situation. If we have to flourish, you know what we have to do? Look unto the Lord. If we have to survive, look unto a man. Somehow try to please people, make them happy, get through the day. But if you really need to flourish, we need to look unto the Lord. John the Baptist came with the focus, accomplished that purpose and left the earth in 90 days. His ministry lasted for 90 days. But you look at the life of King Herod. Even King Herod was afraid to kill him because people regarded him as a prophet. He was a man who, who was influential for the ministry. He did it 90 days. 90 days. He not just survived, but also flourished. Why? Because he had a faith that was determined that he would do the very thing that God has called him to do. Amen. The question you know, we have to ask ourselves is, do I have this faith that helps me survive? Or do I have this faith that makes me stay flourished? Where is my faith? What kind of faith do I have? Do I somehow try to seek and grow and get through every day? Or do I try to win it every day? Where is our life? I tell you, if we are somehow trying to survive and make it every day, we're truly not living the life that God is calling us to do. Rather, we have to learn to flourish. Do it 100%. If God says, son, I want you to do this, do it 100%. And God will do great and mighty things through you. Amen. A faith that flourishes. That was the quality of the plant. It was not just surviving, but also flourishing. Not just surviving, but flourishing even in the most difficult situation. Let's look at the third quality of the plant. Are you with me? Yes, the third quality of the plant, mustard seed. The third quality of the mustard seed is this. When it begins to take root and spring up, as the root goes down into the soil, it will quite literally push stones out of its way. As this plant grows and it takes root, it will literally push stones out of its way. That teaches us something, that our faith should be the one that breaks through every obstacle. Can I hear an amen to that? Our faith should be the one that breaks through every obstacle. It's not just, you know, Jesus is not talking about a little bitty faith, but a faith that will break through every obstacle that comes in our way. We have to be so determined in our faith that no matter what comes in our way, we have to keep going on. We have to push through the stumbling blocks. We have to push through the hatred. We have to push through the criticism that we might face. We, might, we have to push through the pain and the agony that we face. We have to still keep marching on. We have to have a faith that will break through every stumbling block. If you look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32. Uh, let's read verse 33. Hebrews 11, 33. It says like this, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises and stopped the mouths of lions. Wow. Stopped what? The mouths of lions. Who is it talking about? Daniel. 
when he was lowered into the lion's cave he he didn't he wasn't afraid the bible never says that he was trembling with fear and he was wondering lord how my life is going to be he just went down as they lowered him but what happened because of the faith that he had god shut the mouth of the lions is god able to do a wonder in your life yes what does it take a faith that will break through every circumstance verse 34 says like this quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong became became valiant in battle turned to flight the armies of the aliens how were people able to conquer these things how were able to how were people able to do these things they had a faith like a mustard seed in other words a faith that broke through every obstacle that came in the way often time when the when when obstacles come in our way when challenges come in our way we give it up you know we said our lord i surrender to you uh, i somehow i'll try to do this if i'm not able to do it i don't know what's going to happen somehow we give up but jesus is teaching his disciple if you have faith like a mustard seed he goes on to say you can look at this mountain and say move it will move the mountain that jesus was referring to was not a little mountain in that context is talking about the demonic authority jesus is saying if you can say with faith like a mustard seed to this mountain move and it will move amen we should not be you know we should not give up when stumbling blocks come in our way rather we should have this faith that can break through cut through every situation when people come to us when people criticize us when people put us down when when situations come when even even when so many things can go wrong in our personal life we should have a faith that will cut through every situation every situation we see in the life of daniel he wasn't afraid and because of the faith he had he knew god will do this for him he went into the lions den and he came up alive I tell you we can walk into the fire. We can walk into situations that are sometimes even un so so difficult to explain. We will walk through it and we'll walk out of it successfully. Why? Because there is a faith in our hearts for the Lord that it will break through any situation and any circumstance. Amen. What should our faith be like? Like the mustard seed that breaks through every obstacle in the way if you go back to isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 it reminds us no weapon formed against you shall prosper and you if you're wondering lord i know this verse but i have not seen a fulfillment of this verse god wants to remind you through his word listen have faith like a mustard seed If you if you go to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16 it reminds us this above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one how can you overcome the works of the enemy with faith with faith if you ever feel like lord every weapon that is coming against me is prospering that means god is trying to teach you something that your faith has grown weak God wants you to know that your faith has to be like this mustard seed. It has to be tough. It has to flourish and it has to break through the most difficult of situations. Amen. 
6.16 reminds us, take the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. Now we may wonder, Lord, you may, you may even ask God, how do I have this faith that is strong in me? It is very simple. 1 John chapter 2, verse 24 reminds us like this. I'm reading it from the message translation, 1 John 2, 24. It says, stay with what you heard from the beginning, the original message. Let it sink into your life. If what you heard from the beginning lives deeply in you, you will live deeply in both the Son and the Father. John, the disciple of Jesus, is reminding us that you can continue to live in the Lord and have this strong faith if you continue to hold on to the teachings that you received. In other words, for us, what it reminds us is that we have to hold on to the Word of God every single day. If we want to grow in our faith, read the Scriptures. That's my remedy for faithlessness in my life. When I feel like, you know, my faith is growing weak, read the scriptures and you will see that by the end of the time when you finish reading, your faith will start to grow once again. Once again. The Bible reminds us, hold on to what you heard. Hold on to this message that you heard. Let it sink into your life. When you let that happen, your faith will grow stronger. And when your faith grows stronger, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. We shouldn't simply read this verse, Isaiah 54, 17, and wonder, Lord, why are, not these, why are these promises not being fulfilled? As we look deeper, it requires us to live a life of faith. Strong in the Lord. Faith like a mustard seed. It has to be tough. It has to be tenacious. And it has to be a faith that breaks through every situation in your life. Amen.